Hello and welcome to the Australian Grape and Wine Conversations podcast series. My name's Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager for Government Relations and External Affairs at Australian Grape and Wine. And today I'm really excited to be on the phone with Mary O'Brien, who runs a fantastic program known as Are You Bogged, Mate?, which aims to help break down the stigma of talking about mental health in rural Australia, particularly for men working in farming. Uh, so, as I said, we're on the phone. Uh, so I apologise in advance if the quality of this uh, of this podcast isn't quite um, up to our, our normal standards, but I'm sure we'll battle on given that uh, I'm here in Canberra and Mary's up in Toowoomba. Uh, so we're literally doing this halfway across the country. Uh, how are you, Mary? I'm very well, Lee. Thank you very much for having me on today. No, no worries at all. So as I said, I'm really excited that um, Australian Grape and Wine is engaging with, with you on this initiative. For those who may not be aware... Um, we here at Australian Grape and Wine are the, the National Association of Grape and Wine uh, winemakers uh, in Australia. And our primary aim is to work with government to help shape policies and programs that create an op- operating environment in which businesses can thrive. And in addition to that, we also work to provide support to producers in both the good times and the bad times. And of course, um, our people... This, this sort of pe- focus on people is really central to everything we do as an organisation, and I'd argue it's it's really central to, to our industry as a whole. So um, it's really good that we have Mary on the program today to talk about um, mental health and how we can support mental health. So before I get into a few questions, I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of an introduction of, of Mary and her work. So Mary's career in the rural sector has given her a deep respect for, for country people, and more importantly, uh, the ability to effectively communicate with them. The Are You Bogged Mate program is visiting rural communities, talking to rural people where they feel comfortable, starting conversations and delivering a message that resonates with both rural men and women. Mary aims to reduce male suicide rates by breaking down the stigma male blokes um, feel about talking about their mental health sometimes and um, and and to help provide um, the people around those men with some insights about how blokes communicate and how that they uh, how they can best be supported. So... Mary, is that a is that a fair uh, fair introduction? Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about how Are You Bog Mate got started? Yeah, no, that's a um, very good intro. Thank you, Lee. It um, unfortunately started from two suicides in my local area, which really rattled the community, as, as these things do. And it was watching those men left behind who had lost their mates, uh, watching them come to terms with or, or not come to terms with the loss of their mates that. Um, I guess triggered something in me to question my skills or lack of skills in this area, and particularly given what I do in agriculture, travelling around Australia, talking mainly to men, um, I guess I needed to find out a little bit more about this topic, about rural male suicide and upskill myself and in the process of doing some research and um, trying to learn what the signs were and what to look for, I found some pretty um, horrific statistics and it. I guess it just drove me to say something about this and to show that somebody is supporting these blokes and that I do care and um, that's, I guess, how it, how it came about me writing that original article called Are You Bogged, Mate? Yeah, look, it's a, it's, that's a, a really tragic story, but I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing this work. It's really important and, and you know, for me, while I live in a, live in a city now, um, you know, I went to boarding school with a lot of people from the country and that, that story about losing mates or, um, or or friends is to suicide is, is something that is um, all too common out there. So, I mean, you sort of mentioned that those statistics are pretty pretty horrific. Um, 
you know, we hear a lot about it, but what, what are the actual figures? Is, is it as sort of as bad as we hear, or, or is it um, is it far worse than perhaps some some would understand? Look, mainstream media does focus on the suicide rates um, quite a lot, and they are pretty bad. So, for the 2019 calendar year in Australia, we lost 3,318 people to suicide. Wow. Now, what mainstream media don't focus on is that 2,502 of those deaths were men. So that's 75.4% of our national suicide were male. And if we break it down to a, a rate per 100,000 you know, of population, for men we're looking at a rate per 100,000 of 19.8. For women we're looking at a rate of 6.3. And so if you drill down a bit more, so suicide in Australia is the leading cause of death for males aged 15 to 44. On average, we lose seven men a day in this country to suicide. Um, so, yes, while mainstream media does focus on on the, the totals, they really don't focus on this is actually a gender problem. We have a huge majority of suicides are male. Wow. That's, they are tragic numbers and I, I'm, I'll be the first to put my hand up to, to, to say that I, I didn't understand that they A, were that high and that, that B, the sort of gender balance was um, was tipped quite the way it was. So that's, um, yeah, that's that's awful stuff to hear, but but really important work that you're doing. So, so I mean, given that we, we have those stats now, um, you know, what, what are the actual triggers? Why, why do these these men in rural Australia tend to get bogged? Um, what are the, the causes of these suicides? And, and are there some common issues that you sort of see across uh, across those cases? Yeah, they are pretty shocking statistics. And when we get into the rural areas, and I guess that's why I'm focusing so much on, on rural men, is that rural men are twice as likely to take their own life as city men and five times more likely to take their own life as city women. So they're, um, it's just frightening in the country, to be honest. So those triggers, um, obviously rural men face a, a suite of challenges that are different to to metropolitan people and uh, there's a, a lot of similarities in some of them. But we have our, our normal nature things that we face, droughts, floods, fires, etc. cetera, um, the, all those things that Mother Nature throws at us, whether we like it or not. Um, there's... Internal things, I think, are is one of the commonalities between city and country. So the pressure they put on themselves, their, their perception of where they should be or what they should be achieving. Um, and often we see people take their own life who are really achieving and doing great things in their community and their family and their business and things like that. But it's their self-perception of that they're not good enough or they're not doing enough or they haven't achieved enough. So those internal pressures are fairly common throughout society. Um, external pressures, again, when we get into rural areas, can be slightly different. We've got commodity prices, electricity pricing um, that are quite specific to primary production in particular, uh, financial stresses. But one of the um, death and illness in the family is another thing that causes pressures, um, Family and relationship breakdown is probably one of the most prevalent ones, apart from the floods, fires, droughts. So that could be a breakdown in a marriage or relationship. Um, 
it could be just within the family in relation to succession planning and things like that. But certainly when it comes to marriage and relationship breakdown, I see a lot of issues with family law, child access, and particularly given distance when these men are often considerable distances from a a major centre or a city. And if their partner moves away with the children, it's very difficult for them to see them. Um, And yeah, they're pretty much treated like third-class citizens by the family law courts. So that is is a a very big um, factor that I see quite often. Right. That's that's really interesting to hear. So, I mean, I guess for those listeners out there that have, um, you know, mates who they think might be struggling or, or, you know, they themselves feel like they're struggling, what what are some of the things that – that we can we can sort of take note of. How, how can we tell when someone is struggling or is or if they're at risk? And what are some of the key things we should be looking out for? I think this is probably. I mean, this is what I started to look for to upskill myself. And this is what I talk about a lot in in my presentations. Is that we can have all the experts out there that we like, but we are the front line. The friends, family, work colleagues are the front line. So mm. looking out for those things and on on the AEBOLT mate website or any of the other websites, Lifeline, Beyond Blue, et cetera, you will find a list of some of those signs and symptoms. But some of the key ones that I'd like to talk about is that feelings of hopelessness. So you know when your mate changes or your partner changes or your brother or work colleague, when there's something wrong or something changes. So expressions of rage or anger or revenge Um, increased use of drugs and alcohol, withdrawing from family and friends is a big one. So typically if they they spent time or took the time to catch up with mates or visit their family and suddenly they stopped doing these things. Uh, Other things like putting affairs in order is a very prevalent one for country blokes. So that can be um, giving away their possessions. That can be cleaning out the shed and throwing out stuff. Um, I keep hearing stories of of men who've cleaned out the shed, then they went and shot the dogs, and then they went and shot themselves. So these are the sort of process of of cleaning up, I guess, if if that's the word for it. Um, but yeah, a lot of blokes come and say to me, yes, their mate was cleaning out the shed and suddenly started giving all this stuff away, and they thought he was just cleaning up the shed. Um, so anxiety, agitation or other things, abnormal sleep patterns, not getting enough sleep um, or poor sleep, um, excessive weight loss or weight gain, um, changes in mood. And another big one for, for country blokes is quitting activities that were previously important to them. So that bloke who's always made the effort to play for the local footy club and suddenly quits for no particular reason. Um, or has been involved in something in the community and suddenly quits with no excuse or reason. Uh, that's that's quite a big one for the young fellas who suddenly stop playing footy. Um, and yeah, the, far, the number of fathers that have come to me and said, "That's my son. He's always played for the local footy club, and suddenly he stopped. And two weeks later, we lost him." So they're just some of the signs and symptoms. But it's it's really looking for those changes. What what's abnormal? We know our friends and family, so. What's what's changed? Yeah, that's really good advice, and I know it's something I'm, I'm taking taking note of as you as you're speaking. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about now about Are You Bog Mate as a as a program, and and why perhaps it's a little bit different to some of the other mental programs out there. Could you tell us a little bit more about about your work in the community, Mary, and and um, and how it may be able to assist uh, 
some of our some of our wine growers out there because we are you know you've talked about some of those external pressures um, and, and work pressures already, but you know we're we're in the the lead up to vintage in in the wine sector and and of course vintage is probably the most stressful time of the year for most people. So is you know what how how is are you bog mate different to some of the other uh, programs out there for people? Look, I think probably the most distinguishing thing is that I I don't pretty it up and I don't make it fluffy. I keep it in in simple practical language that uh, makes sense to country people and to particularly to blokes. Um, I use basic analogies like the getting bogged and, and the buckets full of, of shit, if I can say that. Um, I talk about the shitometer or the tachometer and where are we on that. So it's very much boots on the ground, um, frontline stuff. It's it's standing in sheds talking to blokes or groups of blokes and, and women. I talk to groups of women as well. It's it's really keeping that language practical and and basic that doesn't make it scary. Um, I'm trying to be the conduit, I guess, between um, getting this information to those guys or getting them to a, to a support service. I certainly don't promote myself as a crisis support service. We have plenty of experts out there with qualifications to provide that. Um, but on the other hand, if I am contacted by someone who is in dire straits, I will never turn them away. I will always refer them to those crisis support services. But um, if they won't go to them and they just want to talk to me, that's fine too. But it's um, it's just keeping it real and trying to normalise it, that we all go through rough patches in life. Everybody gets bogged at some point. So it's not this big, scary thing. It's just normal. Um, but it's, it's very much about the language and the approach I take that is, is quite different, I guess, and some might say a bit straight between the eyes, but that's what country blokes want. They want the facts, they want it straight, and they want it simple. Absolutely. That's that's right. And, it, look, it is a, a, you know, I know that we've had a couple of members of our team um, uh, see, see these in action, see these sessions in action, and they, they walked away raving about them because they, they are practical and straight between the eyes, as you say, um, and it's, it, it really is making a difference to a lot of people out there. Um, you know, you've already mentioned um, a couple of other support services like Beyond Blue and, and some others. Um, you know, how, how I'll, I'll like to sort of explore those a little bit more in, in a moment, but in terms of our own mental health, what are the, some of the things that, that men and women can do in our industry and, our, and elsewhere to, to sort of look after themselves and their mental health, um, particularly when it's a, a stressful period like leading into vintage, like I, I mentioned a moment ago? I think it's it's very important to be honest with yourself of what where you are. And I, I often use the attackometer example, um, or I call it the shitometer. And I think most country people can um, identify with a, with a tachometer or a rev counter on a machine and they know that we can't run that machine in the red all the time, that it, that's just not good for the machine. And I guess we all have our own tachometer or shitometer. So how much shit have you got going on at the moment? Um, yes, there are times when you need to redline and you will be in the red and particularly during vintage or, or stressful times during production, that you know you're not getting enough sleep, you know you're not eating properly, you know you're not looking after yourself. But how long can you do that for before you say, right, you know what, I actually need to go to bed tonight, I need to, get, you know, just take some downtime. And when that busy period's over, it's really important that we make time for ourselves. And this is particularly difficult for men because they feel obliged to do all this other stuff. Um, they're often made to feel guilty 
that, oh, why do you need to go fishing? You should be mowing the lawn. You should be painting the fence. And I just say to them, too bad. Don't let anybody make you feel guilty. Now, that's for men and women. If you need time to yourself, if you need to go and catch up with the girls or catch up with the boys or, or go fishing or go camping or whatever it is that you do to de-stress, to unwind and to empty that that bucket of shit, all the stuff that gets dumped in it, or and rewind that shit on the back, what do you need to do for you? Because until you look after yourself and make that time for you, you can't look after anybody else. So particularly men are very... Um, I've got to look after everybody else before myself. And, and this goes for their physical health as well as their mental health. So you know what? If you need to go fishing for five days or three days or whatever it is, do it. Um, it's really important that you make that time to empty your bucket and do what you need to do for your own mental health. And that could be reading, could be listening to music, could be woodwork, could be camping, fishing, whatever it is you do. Um, for me, it's gardening. So I just leave the phone inside and I go out in the garden. But I think it's – it's, and a lot of blokes in particular say, oh, I feel selfish when I do that. Well, you know what? That's what you have to do. And don't look at it as selfish. Look at it as self-preservation. Yeah, kind of that, that idea of looking after yourself um, as a means to looking after others. It's, it reminds me of, you know, when you're on an aeroplane and they talk about the importance of fitting your oxygen mask first before you, before you help other people as well. It's, I think it's probably a good analogy to – yeah. to think about in that context. Um, but yeah, looking looking after yourself and giving yourself that space and that time to recharge and, and reflect is, is so important. Um, and I'd encourage everyone to, to, to do that as well. Um, um, in terms of support, uh, you mentioned Beyond Blue earlier. Um, is that the only place that people can sort of go to find support or are there other, are there other avenues that they, can, that they can go to? Look, I strongly encourage people to catch up with their mates, and I think this is one of the um, one of the stigma things around mental health is that so if you say you're struggling, then um, people often think, oh, you know, I, I need to see a psych or whatever. Well, you know what? Maybe you do, but maybe you just need to sit down with some mates and have a chat, or a good mate, or a family member, and pour that crap out to them. Get that stuff off your chest to them. I mean, that might be all you need. Uh, you might just need to, to go and socialise and, and relax, but uh, you might need to go fishing, whatever it is. But start with your family and friends. And particularly if, if you are hesitant about getting professional support, um, then there's always GPs. You can go to your local GP and talk to them. Uh, there's obviously a, a heap of other services out there, professional services that you can go to. But I strongly recommend the virtual psychologist. So that is a text-based system. It's only text-based. Um, but on the end of that phone, we actually have trained psychologists. So these are not just counsellors or people who've done a six-week course. They are professional psychologists. And that service is available free 24-7 to all rural people in Australia. And so I strongly encourage people to use that service. Um, they're there and, and they will, you know, take your text. And particularly for blokes, that um, ability to text is sometimes a bit more comfortable for them rather than having to say that stuff out loud. They can put it in a text. They can sit down and think about what they want to say or type. Um, so I do find men in particular um, prefer that that type of service, but it, it's completely up to you. Women may prefer to speak to someone on the phone. Men may prefer to text. And, um, yeah, so the virtual psychologist, um, yep, it's a 
text-based system, 04888 and that can be found on the AOBOGS Mate website and you can Google them as well. Um, yeah, strongly encourage people to use that service. It's great and it's free. It sounds like a terrific service. I, I hadn't actually heard of that, Mary, so I'll, we'll certainly be... Uh be telling people about that on our, our website as well. We might put a link up onto the, the AE Bogmate website. Um, I, I know that um, we have a, a plan this year, COVID restrictions permitting travel, of course, um, to, to roll out a few other um, uh, sessions with you in, in wine regions across the country. I'm really, really excited to be, to be taking part uh, in that um, around the place um, because I think it's just such worthwhile work. So, Mary, I, I didn't have any... Uh, any more questions for you? Did you have anything else you wanted to wanted to tell our listeners before we wrap up today? No, look, I, I just um, really encourage people to to not be so scared about this. This is just normal. It's it doesn't mean you have a mental illness if you're struggling. You may have a mental illness. You may not. So I think there's um, quite a big stigma out there that people just assume if you need to go and talk to somebody or get some professional help that you have a mental illness. Well, you know what? Maybe you just need to empty that bucket and and get that stuff off your chest. So I, um, you know, it's it's not that scary. Everybody goes through rough patches. Um, I often use the description of life goes up and down. There's hills and there's valleys and Everybody goes through them. Sometimes they're tough and sometimes they're not. So it's it's just part of life. Here, here. And and look, thank you, Mary, for the work you're doing. I think it's it's so important that um that there's people out there like yourself um who are who are thinking about these issues because they're not easy issues to necessarily think about. But um the more we can normalise these conversations, the better. And the more people we can help uh, and and reach with that 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 message of of getting out there and talking about um talking about things if you're having problems with your mates or a professional or whoever it may be um, the, the better so Mary thank you very much for your time today we really appreciate it and we're looking forward to working with you more closely over the course of 2021 thank you very much Lee appreciate your time